and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a show by Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am your moderator today, and my name is Jacob Gulliver. As always, I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Michael Crefting, who is Bruce Campbell's tailor on the Spider-Man trilogy. We have our director, Kyle Decker, who is the pasta caterer on Mandy. And we have our producer, Ben Lifson, who is Joaquin Phoenix's set therapist on the upcoming Joker movie. And just so you know, that's Joker movie number four. I know they're making six right now. Right. So just to clarify. All right, gentlemen, here is your prompt. The theme of this story, Dark Transformation. The main characters are an outgoing merchant and a heroic beggar. The major event of the story is flashback. Ships in the night. That is my movie for you. For you see, this is a tale of a stowaway on a ship destined for doom. Captain Lance Peterson is the captain of the mercantile vessel Tuesday morning. Called so because it ports every Tuesday morning in East Havana. One particularly dark and stormy Tuesday morning. John Lithgow not to be confused with the actor, a beggar out of West Havana, finds himself drunkenly waking up in the port in East Havana. Not knowing where his clothing is or his wallet, he stumbles upon the mercantile vessel Tuesday morning, hoping to find some clothing in which to drab himself so as not to be arrested for indecency. He may be a drunk, but he's not an inebriate, That's the word that I'll use. Our main crux comes in when he puts on the captain's uniform and is mistaken for Captain Lance. So he sets sail forth with the Tuesday morning, and the rest is a mad dash from Captain Lance to recover his ship and his rightful identity as the captain. It turns out that Captain Lance and John Lithgow are long-lost twins separated at birth. Something... But neither of them knew, for they were separated at birth, sent to different orphanages, and raised apart. They may have seen each other from time to time, but always at a sideways glance, never straight on, like ships passing through the night. All right, so Kyle, you uh, are walking along the beach one day, and you pick up a, a bottle that's washed ashore, and you see something inside and you open it up and it's just garbage and then a seagull takes a dump on you and a a scroll falls out of the dump and there's this beautiful script called ships in the night which is about two long lost brothers one of whom is mistaken for the other and their captaincy over the tuesday morning 
uh, what do you think? Is this something you can make into a movie, and how are you going to do it? Yeah, this one seems uh, pretty uh, straightforward, and I'm excited. You know, after working with Cheddar Goblin for a while, I just uh, I felt it was time to go something more conventional and normal. So, you know, we're just going to play this pretty straightforward. You know, mostly practical effects, but we're going to get a miniatures department to build the ships and all. So we get some really nice, you know, like they did in the first Lord of the Rings trilogy, where, like, that's how they made all the castles and stuff look great. They did, like, the bigotures, I think they called them. They they filmed them practically and then add some digital. Like, we're going to do that with all the ships and the beaches and everything. The most everything else we'll do on a soundstage in a couple locations in, like, Florida or something, because all beaches look the same. You know, do that. It'll be great. So we'll, we'll just, you know, and we'll film not during hurricane season, because I'm not an idiot. So we'll do it in, like, the spring or whatever, or whenever hurricane season is. It'll be not... What, what, hold on. Hold on. There's someone at the door. Oh, Hi, Cheddar Goblin. Um, how do you get my address? I'm no, I'm just working on a movie pitch. Sure, you can help. Hey, hey guys, just just don't make any sudden movements. Cheddar Goblin's a bit jittery, okay? All right. Hey, Cheddar Goblin, how are you doing? Hello. What are you working on? Oh, we're just we're just making a movie, Cheddar Goblin. What's it about, President? You know, that's someone else's line. I know, I'm just messing with you. Well, we're, we're making a movie about two ships and mistaken identity. It's going to be really great. It's kind of about identity and everything. Is he going to have Nicolas Cage? No, I don't think he, he does too many movies. We He could be overexposed. You disappoint me, Kyle. I was thinking Paul Giamatti, though. He could play both roles. And we could film it kind of like adaptation. Mm, he's weird looking. That could work. Tell me, do you have any macaroni and cheese? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually lactose intolerant. Cheddar Goblin, this is pretty, pretty okay. But uh, my belly's full and you should eat some. Um, no, I mean, you could just, oh, he's gonna. <laughs> um, so I'm, um, so yeah, we're gonna put Paul Giamatti. Oh, it's in my hair. Oh, God. Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll just, we're going to film it on a uh, 70 millimeter. So we get that big epic look and, oh God, it stings. Yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti play, just play both roles. We'll do it like, you know, film separate. It'll be, oh God, that's not how mac and cheese is supposed to smell cheddar gum. <laughs> There's a prize in it for you. I hope you find it. All right. So Ben, you, you receive a slightly sopping yellow script <laughs> with a treatment for ships in the night and you have a, a writer and a, a director duo kyle decker and somebody named cheddar goblin what do you think is this something the studio is looking forward to <laughs> actually this is exactly what i was looking for you see my past uh, 12 films have all bombed but here's what i found out okay based on maybe some of i stole this from an obscure movie you probably haven't heard of it but I did some accounting and I thought of a new scheme. You see, under the right circumstances, a flop movie can make more money than a successful one. So, I've been looking all over and you are just the right people to find. So, you know what? I've had to raise a lot of money for this, which will go to my, uh, my um, uh, uh, the film. 1% of it goes to the film. So, I've raised $200 million. So, uh, if this movie is successful, I am in trouble. But, you know what? I like what you're doing. So, wait, let me, let me... I mean, uh, work a few more things. All right. You guys have the $200 million budget, and I embezzled way more money. So uh, just give you a chance of how much I'm getting. I mean, uh, so you got to make your movie in $200 million. That's the only way that this tax thing will work. 
don't ask me to explain it. I don't care about if it's critical. I don't care about anything. Just make sure that nobody sees it. But we're going to have to advertise it really hard. So do something that despite me spending hundreds of million dollars, no one will see. Actually, you know what? Just do what you want. Yeah, I trust your artistic vision. Ha 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 ha. Yes, this will be great. 100% great. <laughs> yes, go let your imagination fly. <laughs> all right, this is better goddamn work. I didn't see the end of that movie, so I don't know if it worked out for him, but I'm sure it all worked out. All right, everybody. So uh, just make your movie and don't fuck this up for me. Use that money, quote unquote, wisely. All right, so Michael, you've got some feedback from the studio. You've got an enormous budget, Paul Giamatti, and there's a, a, a goblin on set. What do you think? Is this going the way you expected? And uh, what comes next in terms of this story? Well, as far as I'm concerned, the Cheddar Goblin is a bit of a setback, if you ask me. Uh, only in that it requires much more money than Paul Giamatti, uh, which surprised me. I, I thought it would be a piece of cake, a cheesecake, if you will, to just simply pay off this goblin. Or maybe some chocolate coins or something. I, I, I understand goblins enjoy coins. Maybe some... some I'm, what I'm getting at is it asks for a lot more cheddar than I was anticipating. A lot more, more green stuff, which you don't normally like on cheese. Anyway, as far as the script is concerned, I think uh, Paul Giamatti will do a great, great job. I think he envisions everything that I could hope for and request. I do have some concerns about using miniatures. I I think we have the money to go big budget and, and create a full-scale replica of the Tuesday morning. And I think if we can get the period costumes historically accurate, it should all work out just fine. On another note, I do have some sad news to, to give you. It's the, uh, the seagull who initially delivered this to, uh, to the director has passed on. All right, so Kyle, you've got a bunch of money. You've got Paul Giamatti. You've got pretty much everything that you asked for and seemingly unrestrained control. What do you think? How's this going? Yeah, so um, with this budget, you know, I, I hired Roger Deakins to be my director of photography. We're still filming on 70 millimeter. We're going to let him no holds bars, whatever camera stuff he wants, booms, helicopters, he has it. We're going to let him go the most Roger Deakins, Roger Deakins has ever gone. I'm, I'm down with the writer. We're going to build a two scale Tuesday morning. It's going to be epic. We're going to, you know, but we're going to build it one of those tanks so we can film it, you know, but the ship itself and we'll film some location. It'll be great. And then, uh, I, I think there needs to be some more conflict other than just Paul Giamatti's. We're going to change the name instead of John Lithgow. He's going to just be called John McMorrow. It's just, you know, and we're going to, the thing is when you say period, I'm guessing you're setting this in the twenties, a little more, you know, Lovecraftian, but that's what we're going with, you know, classic Roaring Twenties style aesthetic clothing, an old steamer ship from that era, you know, turn of the century steamer ship and everything. And uh, we're going to lean into and hint at Cheddar Goblin. What's that? <laughs> Kyle won't be back for a while, but I've made some changes in the script. <laughs> yes, conflict. There's going to be a cult. A deep one's cult that's trying to take over the town in the ship. 
and they're led by the king deep one. He's half fish, half man, named Tobias Rochester, played by the one and only Nicholas Cage. <laughs> We're going to encourage him to be part fish, part man, and see what he does with it. <laughs> much human sacrifice and much I will provide the gut special effects myself. <laughs> Yes, Cheddar Goblin rules. Okay, then. Uh, anything else you want to add, Kyle? Oh, oh, he's got a knife. Someone please go for help. I don't want to die working on this movie. So, Ben, some troubling uh, things coming out of this set. Yes. Okay, first off, make sure you don't die. That'll get us way too much. So make sure don't die. That'll get us way too much publicity. Now. I am, I'm just, I'm good to release this film as it is, as it is, um, however, I have some things about how we're going to market this, okay? Couple ideas. Cause the up, studio ups, to trick them, I mean not trick them, I mean a uh, thing that's the opposite of that, uh, I was supposed to do a sarcastic voice. First off, some movies market more in certain countries than others, so we're going to market exclusively to the International Space Station, okay? I think that will reduce my market share and people who will see this movie. We should also release it at 300 FPS, okay? 300 frames per second. Just see how many theaters will show that film. You know what I'm saying? Ha ha ha. Yes. Motion sickness at 48 FPS. Well, we'll be having seizures. No one will see it then. And we'll also market it to beatniks. I don't think beatniks watch movies. I don't know. Market research doesn't tell me this, but I, I my life experience does. Uh, let's see, what else can we do? I'm going to release the Cheddar Goblin cut. We're also going to change the name. Just just to throw some people, everyone who's been, we're going to change it the day before it releases. So anyone who had hype for it will be, be a bit confused. We're going to change the title to Rice Cake. No one will know what the hell is going on. It's perfect. All right. So I think this is my operation. So I'm just going to sit back and count my money. <laughs> I hope nothing hubris in this happens to my hubris. This is the best movie I've ever made. All right. So uh, I'm going to plug rice cake into the movie machine, which sounds like uh, a seagull. So this movie comes back. It has basically all over the board feedback. There's some people who think it's like a weird artistic masterpiece. There's some people who think it's like a meddling producer ultimate failure with all the different things that could have been good having been stepped on. Some people think that like they're fabricating the idea of Cheddar Goblin to like sell this movie and it's there's like a bunch of people who are really into Cheddar Goblin as like a mythology. The Nicolas Cage part ultimately ends up getting lost. Like, it becomes like this new lost film that everybody's searching for because Nicolas Cage didn't like the first cut of it and he, he grabbed it off the shelf in a fit of method acting and dove into the sea. He just hasn't been seen since. So he's like permanently a fish man until he can be found, I guess. One question. Did it make more than $200? It, it did make more than $200. Oh, no! Shit! Oh, God! I'm gonna go to jail! <laughs> it didn't make more than $200 million. No! I, $200 was the exact maximum that I could make to make this scheme work. All right. So, given that this is the movie machine, this is all predictions of the future. So, each of you have a few minutes to go back and make any last-minute changes or call it art and walk away. 
beginning with our writer, Michael. I would just like to state for the record that if left unchanged, I will put this under one of my many pseudonyms. I'll probably create a new one, just so you won't know what my other pseudonyms are. My, my gnome de plume, my, uh, my plume de gnome, my, my film noir, my... Uh, you understand what I'm saying. Good. <clears throat> the point is, I did not approve of any of these changes. In fact, it is of my opinion... Uh, that Lovecraft has played out. The new Lovecraft of this time period is, in fact, the Old Testament. Care to elaborate? <laughs> Fire and brimstone, replacing elder gods with one god. The old ones replaced with Methuselah. I could go on, so I will. We are taking out these so-called madness portals to, I don't know, Yggdrasil? I've never read any of the books. I've played a couple board games and video games and seen a movie here or there, but when all is said and done, so too is this movie said and done with or without me. Take me or leave me. All right, so Kyle, some uh, last-minute changes to the script there. Uh, Nicholas Cage, MIA. What, what do you think? Is there anything you want to change or add? <laughs> My movie is ruined. Chatter Goblin, it's okay. I have some ideas. Why don't you fix this? Well, Roger Deakins is very thorough, and, and all the Nick Cage footage, he made a copy of the print. But here's what we're going to do. Do you want to be famous, Cheddar Goblin? More than anything. We're going to cut all the... We have so much Nicolas Cage footage, we can make a whole nother movie. And we're going to call it Born of the Fish God and release it on the indie circuit. Fuck, I, I've worked a background deal because the producer is so incompetent. He doesn't really know we filmed any of it, so it's our footage, and we're going to sell it to Fox Searchlight, take it to Sundance, and we can say it was conceived and written by you, Cheddar Govan. You did that for me! Yes, and all you need to do is, uh, here's the address of the producer and a very long knife. You just need to go over to his house, because he's the one who changed everything, including that awful title. We're going to bring the title back and we're i'm gonna focus the main movie on being this character study between paul giamatti and paul giamatti and the period piece and paul giamatti is gonna win a fucking oscar for this cheddar goblin he's such a good actor sideways is so underrated (laughs) all right cheddar goblin so here's the knife and here's the address oh he's terrified of the dark so make sure you cut the power first (laughs) you're such a good friend kyle here's a gift for you Oh, gee. Thanks, Cheddar Goblin. I'll, I'll make sure to do something with that. Anyway, tell Ben I said hi, and he should learn. Oh, before you run the knife through his ribcage, just make sure you tell him, stop fucking with art. Thanks, Cheddar Goblin. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so, Ben, you've got some, some feedback from your crew here. Um, uh, director's mysteriously silent, um, though. Excuse me. Um, you may have mistaken me. My name is Len Biffson. Um, I've been sent by him as a representative. He is currently both to uh, escape persecution from the 
IRS and goblins. He has moved to the International Space Station. He made a good relationship with them during marketing. I am going to just take over from here. Yes, I am. I fully support you releasing your cut of the film. However, I would also like to salvage the other parts of it. So this is going to be the documentary of the creation of this film because we have a lot of kooky characters here. We got our writer, we got our, our director, our allegedly war criminal Ben Lifson. He had to do some strange things to get that money. And you know what? We also have an actual goblin. I think people will be interested in the fact that we have found another sentient species and are using it for cheese-related film production. So I think a documentary about that will be very interesting. Uh, we'll call it Ships That Pass in the Night uh, as the second film. Just about the creation. This is just of- a documentary? Yes, That's, a okay. documentary. Um, and you can release your own film. The studio wants to wash our hands with this as much as possible from the legal side of things. So just release that. No one's going to come after you if you do that because that would require naming some names. Let's say Ben had some um, leverage on other people on the studio, information that would be released if they tried to go out after you, So, which they don't want to do. So yeah, documentary about these people, the Goblin, and anything left from Nicolas Cage as well. Just throw that in there and, you know, we'll release them separately. And I think we shall make something very good. All right, so I'm going to plug everything back into the movie machine. Oh, no, Cheddar Goblin. No, the producer. You were supposed to go after the producer. I don't care. I have a knife and I need some place to stick it. <laughs> no, please, Cheddar Goblin. Don't. I have a family. Are you going to make it worthwhile to the Cheddar Goblin? <laughs> uh, I'll... I'll, I'll uh, Tex-Mex style mac and cheese with uh, chili, chili beans. Mm, you have my interest. You live for one more day, mortal. <laughs> I expect the prototype in the mail by tomorrow. <laughs> well, uh, I guess there you have it. Uh, the movie still tanks and you guys don't make any money, but uh, Cheddar Goblin goes on a pretty big murder spree and uh, it's it's not pretty. And on that note, we'll end our episode as we always do with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint. Jaden Smith. Los Angeles is not a real place. Were Jake and I the only two that got the Cheddar Goblin reference? <laughs> yeah, if nobody understands the Cheddar Goblin reference, it's because of a movie called Mandy, which you is both amazing. should and shouldn't see. Uh, it's only showing the Alamo Draft House because there's a limited release and it's fucking amazing.